Fuck you, Deputy Stike. Fuck you. Greed, greed, and more fucking greed. It doesn't take very long for your balaclava to slip. Is it ever going to stop? Seriously, Tonisha. What planet are you living on? You should take that back. Alright, so I think we'll uh, kick this off, uh, this new project that we're going to start here. Yeah. Uh, welcome to our weekly podcast, uh, Politics 101. Where, uh, An explanation s- of Irish politics. Indeed, where myself and uh, Josh here will uh, kind of give a in-depth knowledge to um, people struggling to understand the politics situation going on in Ireland. Yeah, absolutely. I think I'll break the ice first. Yeah. Um, yeah, so obviously my name's Josh, as... Nathan just said, um, I'm a final year uh, economic politics and law here in DCU. Um, I suppose that's what gives me the background to be able to speak about politics and give, I wouldn't say expert opinions, mm. but you know, education based opinions about politics. Um, my main interests in Irish politics would, would be justice. Mm. Um, I'm a major advocate for United Ireland, yeah. um, which is looking forward to the most. Mm, on this podcast um, that will be it'll be more than a, one episode I would say oh definitely but um, yeah I suppose that's it really mm. I suppose my kind of background would come from I like the justice system education along with my, my colleague here Nathan mm-hmm. just interested in education but yeah I'll kick it back to you yeah so um, as I said before my name is Nathan I am a uh, final year politics law student in DCU. Uh, couldn't hack the economics, so I decided uh, not for me. Uh, that'd be more Josh's route with um, for everyone. finances of uh, Ireland. But yeah, so uh, quite interested in uh, education, as he said. Um, education policy coming in, leaving cert the hybrid model, which I could see possibly becoming something new, refer- uh, reforming the leaving cert. Um, I'm also interested in. Uh, Talking about United Ireland, you know, quite advocate for it. Um, talking a lot about it in my course at the moment. Yeah. But um, yeah, no. Um, we kick things off. Um, the podcast. So each week, I believe we'll have a main topic. Yep. Which we will go into depth in discussion. Yep. Then we'll have a segment of the podcast which we will call the TD of the week. Which if you want to go into detail on that. Yeah. So TD of the week will be. Um, we have a, a list of TDs entering into a randomizer. We, before the episode starts, uh, I'll pick a TD at random. Well, I won't, the computer will. And then we'll just discuss the TD, what they do, where they're from, what party they are, what they're doing at the minute, stuff like that. Dude, we'll also talk about current events going on. Yeah. Right at the moment, certain stuff that happened during the week. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Then I suppose tying it back into the main kind of ethos or you know goals of the podcast would be you know to explain Irish politics and try and get people more interested in it and showing people how to use their vote and yeah. where to use where to put their vote and just you know by and large making Irish politics look sexy. That's it. Yeah, that is the goal of this podcast, bringing sexiness back to Irish politics like Bertie brought it to us many years ago. Yep, Bertie turned on the sex <laughs> for Irish politics. This week, the main, um, there isn't really kind of a main topic, we're just going to go into the parties in Ireland politics, yeah. kind of describe their kind of ambitions. Yeah, just kind of give an introduction to each of the parties, I suppose, that would be our, that, that is our main topic this week, kind of yeah. just discuss, you know, 
who the party is, who their leader is, what they're all about, and mm. stuff like that. Yeah. So uh, I think I'm going to get the ball rolling with that. And uh, first up is uh, our current leaders, Fianna Fáil. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Fianna Fáil, very... They're not right-wing, because there are no right-wing parties in Ireland. No. They're, they're centre-right-leaning, is how I put them. Like, Fianna Fáil, historically, is kind of just a massive grouping of different politicians coming together with their ideas to try and, you know, get a bit of progressive government yeah. workings, I suppose. Um, they're obviously founded by Mr. Raymond de Valera, the, mm-hmm. the author of our constitution, Bulmach Naharan. Um, you know, the cornerstone of Irish politics. Um, core ideologies, because they have so many people come together, don't really have one. Yeah. I suppose that kind of tagline is the Republican Party, so mm. they do have that kind of like hint towards you know, in Ireland at every election, which is obviously very important. Yeah. But yeah, the current leader on Taoiseach, uh, Michal Martin, mm-hmm. he, Cork man, um, yeah, Dublin, du- uh, Cork, Cork Central. Yep. This is not, not Dublin. Not Dublin. Cork Central. This is constituency. Um, so yeah, he, he, yeah, he's getting, he's getting on. He's, he's getting on. Great yeah. approval, right? But he's getting on. No, I feel like um, he was ten years later. Will shortly be up. Uh, in Fianna Fáil or the, or the country? Both. <laughs> uh, no, like I feel like he kind of obviously topic of this week isn't going to be about uh, the government itself but uh, I feel like kind of the coalition was a last ditch effort for him to become Taoiseach Absolutely, he yeah. would have been the only Fianna Fáil leader to never be Taoiseach in this country if he was because of Fianna Gael leading us for so long yeah so if the football back to you and I'm going to kick it off with Sinn Féin Sinn Féin large party in the law currently yeah obviously 2020 general election was a shock to most people. It was, I suppose, the tagline was if you're going to vote, vote for change. Vote for change. Vote left, transfer left. Yes. Yeah. The, the tagline of all the left leaning parties in, it was in the doll. A huge, huge shift in the narrative. Yeah. To try and break this kind of rotating circle. Yeah, kind of the, the revolving door of, yeah. you know, we're going to get jobs for the boys and stuff like that. Yeah, basically. Yeah, Sinn Féin um, coming in hot in the 2020 election with their uh, female leader, uh, Miss Mary Lou McDonalds. Yeah, and obviously Sinn Féin, the most diverse front bench in the doll at the minute. Yeah. Um, obviously have a, um, a massive number of female TDs on the benches. So, yeah, I, I think they all have a portfolio. Majority of them, I do believe, um, they are quite, um, they do love a bit of diversity in their party. Um, obviously, the leader of Sinn Féin up the north, the deputy leader, yeah. the first, uh, deputy first minister, uh, Sean O'Neill. Yeah, obviously a great politician. Two, two great leaders of Sinn Féin. Yeah. Two very strong women in politics, which mm-hmm. we will probably have a full episode about women in politics at yeah. some stage. And I believe with Sinn Féin up the north as well, it kind of breaks down to some of their core beliefs and goals. Obviously... Mm. Or unity being one of them, Massive. you have a huge interest in. Absolutely, yeah. They would um, obviously be in, in both sides, both sides of the coin. Uh, obviously, um, trying to solve the housing crisis. Their um, housing representative <laughs> is quite good. 
Um, Mr. Owen O'Grin. Indeed. Not to be confused with the Social Democrat. <laughs> not to be confused with the Social Democrat carbon copy of him. Uh, yes, um, that's kind of Sinn Féin's goals. Our unity is mainly their pushing point at the moment, border polls talking about it. Uh, do you want to kick it back to you for the next party? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, you have the man, oh, sorry, the Labour Party, first of all. And the leader, you know, the man who likes to play the Roy Keane in, in the doll, you know, he's in our intro. Is yeah. he ever going to stop? Is he ever going to stop? We think the same about the Labour Party. Are they ever going to stop? Probably not. Um, stop failing, that is. <laughs> Obviously, you know, they had the very controversial water charges. They did. And John Burton has tarnished it at one stage. Yep. And, um, yeah, that kind of dropped their approval rating. Then, obviously, she, you know, stepped aside. Mm. Then you had Brendan. Howden, yeah. Yeah, Mr. Howden. Mr. Howden. I'd call him Brendan myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he stepped aside. Alan Kelly took over. With a very tight... Um, very tight contestion. Very very tight um, leadership race between Alan Kelly and Aon O'Riordan, one of my elected representatives in my yeah. constituency. Um, yeah, I suppose Labour focused a lot on... Well, they used to be, you know, the working party. The workers' party, Labour, you know. Um, yeah, now they focus on education. They seem to hammer home a lot about education, um, especially Aon O'Riordan, the, the person who contested Alan Kelly in his yeah. leadership. Um, yeah, education seems to be kind of big, big point tonight. Would you agree? Yeah, he does quite a bit for education. He, um, he meets a lot with uh, Isu, um, yeah. especially with the leaving search um, situation going on currently. He was a big uh, pusher for the hybrid model last year, yeah. and then he's pushing once again for the hybrid model this year. Yeah, I, th- I think a lot of parties are on the opposition pushing for that kind mm-hmm. of hybrid model. Obviously, he had Sinn Féin's bill during the week uh, to bring the hybrid model shot down by the government. Um, interesting to see Jack Chambers actually got the full parliamentary party in. Mm. And he is the whip and sometimes yeah. he fails to get everyone in. But no, we got them in for this vote. Got them in, yeah, to shut it down. Um, yeah, so give it back to you about for the former government leaders. The former government, yes, indeed. Um, Fine Gael. Coming to nail when they were founded, Fine Gael now. Probably uh, the largest um, political site on DCU campus. Yeah, they are, yeah, um, absolutely. quite the youth wing. Um, it is, they are, they do quite a lot um, on campus. Um, let's move away from that, actually talk about what to do it's with the senior government. party, yes. the parliamentary party. So, uh, better part of 10 years in government. Yeah, um, yeah. See, their uh, leader, um, who many believe in the daughter, is still Taoiseach. Yeah. Up until, I think, the other day he was called Taoiseach by a TD. The milkshake man. The milkshake man himself, Leo Veradiker. Yep. He um, took over from Enda. Big Enda. And he's been leading them. Uh, his deputy leader is obviously uh, Mr. Simon Coveney. We will uh, discuss him a bit later in the podcast. Um, but yes, they seem to hammer home on justice. The guards, obviously the justice minister, huge win for the party, Helen McEntee. Yeah, obviously Helen McEntee, uh, alumna of DCU, yeah. um, studied EPL as well, kind of set it up for a good life in public office. Indeed, yes, she um, the first minister to uh, ever go on maternity leave. That was quite a bone of contention, wasn't it? It was. Between, you know, the Attorney General had to check See if that that was legal yes. and constitutional for you know female to take maternity leave 
while being a, a government minister, mm. I think it's a, it's a stark reality and a reflection of our society that we yeah. have to check to see if that's allowed no, for a woman to take is. maternity leave. Yeah. It's, um, it was interesting to say the least. Oh no, definitely was. They also do a lot for um, European Union, obviously uh, pushing for the seat in the UN Security Council, which we did get. Yeah. Uh, that was quite a um, quite what they went into. Yeah, and then obviously they're in Europe. They're part of the, the EPP, kind of a, a right leaning European group. Yeah. Economically right, socially centrist yeah. kind of group. Mm. Um. Yeah. That's been a yeah. go. Uh, I'll kick it back to you to um, the third member of the coalition. Yes, the Green Party on the Heritage Glass, as they're known, Oscar yeah. Um. Is better known to you? Yeah. Um, obviously, the cover, they make up the smallest grouping of the current coalition. Yeah. Um, I would say they sold themselves for a seat at the government table. I also um, uh, back that statement. They have tr- three senior ministers and yeah. one junior minister, I think. I believe so. Machine Smith. But, uh, well, the three uh, main ones. One of them was a uh, course chair. My my, my previous course chair, Mr. Mr. Roderick O'Gorman. Before he became Doctor Roderick O'Gorman, oh, I say. Apologies. Before he became uh, the minister for education. Oh, minister, sorry. Apologies. Minister for children. Minister for apologies. children. Sorry. Um, sorry, Norm. <laughs> yeah, I suppose their kind of background would be environmentalism. Obviously, the Green Party. Yeah. You know, want green, vote green. You know, they could have ran with legalizing cannabis, and that would have been a great tagline. But yeah. anyway, um. But, uh, and then the leader, obviously, Mr. Eamon Ryan, who hung on, who hung on to his place by the skin of his teeth, indeed. Um, when he came up against Catherine Martin mm. in the leadership race within the party, so obviously, yeah, Catherine Martin is Go the minister for arts, bringing in, doing, doing a lot of bits, doing oh, doing bits, doing bits. Um, she's bringing in the uh, universal basic income for um, artists and musicians and whatnot. So it'd be like your pub singers and yeah. buskers, mm. artists. Who wouldn't you know, aren't guaranteed? Yeah, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be. You know, they wouldn't be famous as such. But you know, they they have that following, whatever. They wouldn't be guaranteed money every week. Yeah. Obviously, busking, you rely on people to give you money. Yeah. You, you might have a bad week. This, I, I believe, I've done a bit of research into it before for a project here on campus, and I believe it's the same rate as the job seekers, which mm. is two or three a week. It's quite good. Which listen, it's. Uh, it's, it's considering you can earn that and then earn your own over it. Mm. It is it, it's a stepping stone towards a universal basic income for the whole of society. Yeah, especially with cost of living crisis at the minute. Sky and right. you know, minimum wage being less than the living wage doesn't really make sense. But no. that's the way it is. Indeed. Um. um so yeah, back to you, the purple. Panthers. Kick it back to me. Um, for the last party we're going to talk about, um, the Social Democrats. Yep. Social Democrats, I believe they were found in 2015, 2014, one of those years. Um, they were founded by uh, three individuals, two yep. of which are their deputy leaders currently. Yep. Um, but the other one is um, has moved to a different party. Yeah, and to quote Vincent Brown of his iconic interview with this man, an absolutely careerist move, Nathan. Absolutely opportunistic and careerist. Indeed. And Our um, Minister for If Donnelly was here, you'd have to ask him what Vincent Brown asked him. Oh. Have you no shame? No shame. Yeah, uh, Stephen Donnelly, uh, a founding member of the Social Democrats, which many people don't actually realise. I actually didn't know that. 
Most actually, people didn't realise he founded the Social Democrats yeah, with, I thought it was too. Uh, with Catherine Murphy and Roisin Shorthall. Yeah. Most people believe it was just the two of them. And then obviously Roisin Shorthall, quite lo- local enough to local us. Local enough, yeah. Local to DCU. Local to DCU, yeah. She's in the constituency here, Dublin Northwest. You know, Fingers, Ballymoon, that kind of region. Yeah. You know, she's local, she does good bit for the community. Yeah. Uh, their main would be, uh, no, not really. Um, their main pushing point, health. Health, obviously, Roisin Shortall contributed to Slanta uh, Care. Yeah. She was one of the main contributors from the opposition parties. Mm-hmm. And she'd done a lot of Slanta Care, obviously, being the government's new plan for radicalising healthcare in this country, yeah. which is massively in need of an overhaul. Mm-hmm. Health, probably another topic we'll, 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 we'll definitely, we'll get, definitely get to. That, yeah. But, um, yeah, no, quite, uh, quite an interesting party. I feel like. The Green Party, after people seeing their true colours, uh, probably not green, as green as they thought it would be yeah. in government, um, I feel like their votes are going to go down towards Social Democrats um, because health will be is a huge problem, mm. especially with the COVID crisis we've seen, the issues of the healthcare system. And, and how strained the healthcare system can get so quickly. Yeah, indeed. Um, we'll see uh, how, how the votes change on how many people who voted green in the previous election will now decide that they will vote for purple let's say because they're yeah, they're they're vote, they're purple, which it's been said the social democrats are Sinn Féin whatever the united ireland yeah even though they probably do push for united ireland but it's not their tagline mm. yes i am um, but there are other parties there are and i suppose they're not just the major parties but we don't want to leave them out as well yeah obviously you have Solidarity people before profit mm-hmm. or whatever they call themselves now because yeah. they seem to change all the time. Just yeah, he likes to make one and then come back and <laughs> whatnot. I think his rise is his current one. Something mm. like that. I mean, that could be gone by now. I believe he actually is just gone into PPP. Now. Oh, brilliant, right. Just, just and then you have the rural independence. Yeah. Independence for a change. Ain't two. Ain't two. Um, Not one to be overshadowed. No, who, uh, Previous Shinner. He did. Um he left the party what he thought was controversial with the you know the referendum to repeal, repeal the, eighth. the eighth and you know legalize abortion in this mm-hmm. country and really you know get us up to a 21st century society but not you know yeah. pressing women's rights very important topic very important course. which uh more than likely we'll probably get into referendums at some we'll point get into referenda and you know constitutional change mm-hmm. and what might be coming next what might be next we don't know Yes, uh, those are the other parties. There are other parties that obviously aren't in the doll currently. More of the smaller parties. Uh, some of which would be quite right-wing. Yeah, such as Renewa. Yeah. Um, Our Freedom Party. Our Freedom Party. The Anti-Austerity Alliance. Yes. Gemma Doherty's Oh, yes, indeed. Group. Uh, some of them would be quite right-wing. Obviously, none of which have a seat in the doll. But with the rising doll seats now for the next election, four more seats... I'd say they're earmarked by the current parties. I'd say I'd so. I'd say Sinn Féin might have one. You can't rule anything out of You this. can't. Not with Irish politics. You can't rule anything Not with Irish politics. You can't overlook anything. Um, yes, yeah, so that'll, that'll wrap up our segment on the parties. That'll set up the main um, uh, bulk of this podcast now. So we'll, we'll move on to current news. Yep. Um, I'll, I'll kick it off. Uh, Champagne Gate. Hmm. Obviously, very controversial. We do love gates here in Ireland. We do. We, have, we have golf gate. Marion gate. Marion gate. <laughs> and then we have Champagne, Champagne gate. gate. Um, obviously, a bit of the bubbly was poured in 
Uh, the Department of Foreign Affairs. Yeah. Very controversial. Was it accepted? No. Was it planned? It was planned, which we've now found because there was invitations sent. There was people there on the day who weren't actually in work. And I suppose the biggest question lies, who brings champagne to work? Who, who has who champagne, has champagne in, work? in work? Just usually, ready to go, on ice. Usually you see champagne when um, you know, a store sold the winning lotto ticket. Um, yeah. That's when you mainly see champagne being um, poured. But who has champagne just sitting around? On ice, chilled, with champagne flutes ready to go. Not a lot of people, especially in government buildings. Nope. Um, yeah, so we've ruled out there. It clearly was an, an impromptu meeting. They clearly planned it. Yeah. Um, the evidence, there's a lot of evidence, there's pictures, there's emails, and now with the investigation of the Secretary General, very controversial obviously, him being the person who sent the invitations, being the person investigating the thing he invited people to, quite controversial. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll probably we'll see more evidence, witnesses and stuff like that. What are the papers saying, then? Papers, some of them are quite quiet about it. Some of them, um, the, Times. the Times, yes, some of them not speaking too much about it. Some of them quite heavily pushing that shouldn't have happened yeah the, the um, journal for example yeah there are obviously it broke COVID regulations which have been broken before Golfgate being one of the first breaking of COVID guidelines in Ireland yeah yeah and um, the former um, Attorney General now yeah. Supreme Court Judge Mr. Seamus Wolf Wolf Mr. Seamus Wolf Seamus Wolf of course um, he said oh, I didn't know it was breaking the rules he kind of made the rules yeah. but anyway <laughs> uh, but yeah it's not an isolated incident um, yeah. there are other goings on around the world currently across the water which we'll, we'll get to in a few minutes yeah it is and then obviously this kind of snowballs into the next point Simon Coveney obviously dealing with this and now dealing with the issue you're going to talk about yeah which is Russia Russia our Soviets brethren <laughs> um, yeah so um Putin has decided that he's going to perform a little training exercise to get the boys ready. Yeah. Uh, get the uh, summer body going. Um, obviously in Russia, you're wearing a lot of cold clothes. Probably don't realise it rains a lot here. Uh, but yeah, so they're uh, performing some training exercises off the coast fire in international waters. It is in international waters. It's also in the EEZ. It is in the EEZ. It's in those controlled areas. The exclusive economic zone of Ireland. It's still... It's, it's 240 kilometres mm. off the Irish, off the Cork coast. Yeah. So it's not in territorial Irish waters, but yeah. it's in exclusive economic zone, which is. is basically where Ireland and other EU member vessels have the right to ship, yeah. or ship fish. fish in these waters. Um, the Irish Navy patrols this area. To make sure there's like this fair play between fishermen and there's no overcatching and stuff mm. like that. So it'd be it's interesting what they're doing it here. There are obviously a lot of things there. There's you know the fiber optic cables on the floor of the North yeah. Atlantic. Could they hold them hostage? Because there's also um, quite the impact to the marine life. People are saying obviously um, BBC came out and said that it's going to be uh, it's hurt the whales mm. and the dolphins and the dolphins. Uh, it could be devastating uh, to a number of species, but. Uh, Sam Coveney, he seems to, um, as the Minister for Foreign Affairs, you think he'd try and do something, but to quote him exactly, he said it was not welcome. The country has no power to stop it. Yeah, which, by international law, they don't. They don't, but there also could be mm. pushes made. And then obviously during the week we had the Russian ambassador come out and say, 
this is no problem. Yeah. We're not going to be doing nothing. No. Bit of training, you know. That's it. Bit of junior B training. The lads are going out, yeah. firing a few missiles, and then they're they're going home. Going home for a few pints. Going home for a few a few scoops. Well, uh, yeah. Obviously, Russia is over here. Mm. On the Ukrainian border. Yeah, that's. It's another issue. Is is this them coming to train and like just just as a, a power play to say, look at us, look at us. Or it could be a diversion. It could be while, while they're off the Irish coast firing their missiles and we're the all... The firework display going on. We're all up in arms. Hop in. They could just hop into Ukraine, you know? Yeah. It's um be interesting to see what developments are made of it. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely we'll follow if any developments follow up, are made. Yeah. What will, um, obviously, United Kingdom, United States, heavily against this. Because mm. it is still in a fly zone. Yeah, well, they're still technically uh, performing these training exercises in a fly zone. Then you, you know you can't be quiet on the US landing here and no, then be no. up in arms about Russia. Oh, no, definitely it's, it's either we, we keep our neutrality and we condemn everything yeah. that happens here military wise. Get rid of the US flying into get, Shannon. Get them out, right? Or we quit the neutrality and we join the Russia, or we join NATO and we become part of you know the US army fighting on the Western Front. Yeah. But yeah, it'll be uh, interesting. Um, another, actually, on the Irish front, before we get into um, Across the Waters, mm. um, Leo Radker's, um the right to request to work from home. It's an interesting one. So it's it's the right to request. Yeah. Obviously which can be refused not, and it takes six weeks to get it. Oh, they take up months. They can take yeah. months. They can give you up to a month to give you a response originally and then they can be a month to why. It's kind of, it's a massive bit of like... Oh well, look, we're we're doing something, but we're not actually doing anything. Yeah, which is Irish politics to uh, to a T. You know, look at us. We're doing loads. We're gonna get the votes by doing this, mm-hmm. but we're not actually doing anything. Yeah, then it's, um, it's quite interesting to see what happens because it's gonna bring a lot of cases to the, to the WRC. Obviously, yeah, there'd be a lot of kind of working families will say, "Oh, why can't we work from home?" Yeah, you know, it will. Reduce our cost of living. We won't have to pay for childminding services and mm-hmm. creches and after schools and whatnot. Yeah, I believe uh, an interesting one. new mother and fathers will be the heaviest users of this. Yeah, well, that's not only right. It is only right. Only two weeks uh, paternity leave. Um, obviously, more fathers want to spend time with their children, especially new. Considering they only, they, only, they only get two weeks mm-hmm. paid now, the, co- the, the company can give more, but by legislation and. You know, through the the welfare, you only get two weeks. Yeah, which is ridiculous, really. But yes. I suppose moving on. Cross big question water. for you: Is Boris's goose cooked? Oh, I'd say it is. I'd say it's. Is well he and done? Cooked. Is he home drawn and quartered? Is he finished? Is this the end of Bojo? The question is: When was the last British Prime Minister to not have a controversy? I can't actually remember. <laughs> can't um, remember. There's been something for each one. Obviously, you had Cameron with the pig. Oh, yeah. Theresa May with uh, Brexit negotiations and yeah. all the stuff that was happening there. Her dancing out on stage. <laughs> um, Bojo now with um, another scandal going on. Yeah. So obviously, you know, there was parties in Downing Street during when people weren't allowed to even go to their loved ones' funerals, which is yeah. quite controversial for the British people, British media. Obviously taking this up in arms, unlike the Irish media who are just letting, you know, Champagne Gate go, whatever way it is. Yeah. 
I, I think personally he, he should resign 100% at least then he'll have a bit of dignity left apart from his soppy uh, apology he gave there yeah but yeah I think he's finished I believe so I believe um, obviously it'll take time I believe mm. he doesn't believe he's finished but I believe the majority of his party believe he is finished yeah absolutely. most of his party don't want him there as it's such a bad image for them yeah obviously there's been calls for that in Irish uh, parties as well mm-hmm. um, certain branches of um, youth organisations being shut down because they've spoken against their uh, party leader yeah. won't disclose who um, <laughs> I'm sure most of you would uh, if you follow politics you mm. know but uh, yeah most of um, I believe most of his party just want to move yeah Dancing with uh, lightsabers in the good sign, you know. Um, don't wouldn't see him as a Jedi now. I wouldn't. He's a bit more of a jab at the hut, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's more. He's more of a dark side kind of hut's palace. Yeah, well, that's it. I think Boris's goose is cooked. Yeah, um, but t- see how long it takes for the goose to be served. Yeah. Right, uh, we'll roll it on to our weekly segment that we discussed earlier on. TD of the week. TD of the week. Josh. Up this week. Who's it gonna be this week? Up this week we have Mr. Mick Barry, Chatavala for Cork. Oh, lovely. Um, obviously a member of Solidarity People Before Profit. That's the one. And just to kind of get it back to yourself, what is he doing right oh, now? Me, fuck off. Now nah, I'm only asking. Now nah, he does quite a bit. He does quite a bit. Are you joking? Um, yeah, he's. Obviously, we talked a bit about Labour's push for education. Mick Barry also is quite the advocate for education. Yeah. He loves helping students in any way that he can. Mm-hmm. Leaving Cert last year was hugely mm-hmm. controversial. Me and you, last people to do with the actual sitting leaving Cert. Yep, yeah, the actual. The actual. Sit down no, with the booklets. No predicted grades. No. Sit down. You did your oral exams for Irish and you yeah. did Spanish, I did French. You sit down, you just talk a trip. Actually, have to sit there. That's it. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's how you perform on the day. We were the last ones to do that. You'll see. Last year, they didn't know what was going to happen. I think up until May, they had made a decision, mm. and then they kind of it was a last ditch, being like, "Yep, you just can do it's whatever." Cancelled. <laughs> you just can do a hybrid one. It's, it's gone. It's cancelled. It's cooked. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, yeah. He's, he does a lot of work with young people. He does. And um, at the US, I always fuck the fees. He was out. You know, didn't really do much, took a few pictures and kind of talking to a few people, but mm. he was there, you know, he showed face and, you know. Sometimes it's all the matters, sometimes you just have to show Yeah, face show a bit of solidarity. Yeah, that, so is, that party, is, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah he, um, he is, he's a good speaker, yeah. I would say. I believe, um, even though he is from Cork, mm. I believe a lot of people from around here, I know, emailed him, and he still big, got back to him. Big fans of him, yeah, big fans. Still got back to him, which was quite good to hear. Absolutely, yeah. So yeah, he's um, he's done a lot. Obviously, um, got elected in 2016, so two terms. But what's currently going on with him? What's he currently getting involved in? Um, right now, this week, he's talking about... Um, the sec gen of the Department of Health salary increase, um, yeah, which obviously was controversial when he got the job because he'd be getting paid eighty-one thousand euros more than his predecessor. Yeah, shocking stuff. Um, while there's student nurses not being paid, etc., etc., oh. Mick Barry is chasing this along with other opposition TDs, Matt Carthy and the Public Accounts Committee. You know, it's just something needs to be done. 
Yeah, that's it, something it, you hear a lot now from the Labour Party, like today, and we're done. When something goes wrong, something needs to be done. What yes. will we do? It is. It is shocking to see the increase. Um, obviously, TDs increase three times last year. Um, to which student nurses still have not been paid properly. Um, believe obviously the government came out and were like, oh, we're going to pay everyone one thousand uh, euro. Mm. To which it's on a pro rat basis. Those students, um, I'll see the full extent of that. No, absolutely not. Um, but it's kind of be interesting to see how this goes with the uh, how long he's been taking this money for. Yeah, I mean that's something we haven't learned yet. So we, when we find out, we'll, we'll we'll bring it all back and we might have an episode about you know salaries in the public sector. Oh, that'll be an interesting one. CEO of the HSE gets paid a lot of money. Oh, more than Joe Biden. Yeah, but we'll we'll kick that on up, yeah. up, the, up the the garden path. Yeah, we'll we'll collect it on the way. Dish. So yeah, that concludes this week's episode of Politics One Hundred and One. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Join us next week for episode two, where we'll be discussing the current coalition Ooh. between Fianna Fáil, Fine Gael, and the Green Party. That'll be an interesting one, I will say. Uh, also, if you want, give us a follow on our socials. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at uh, Politics101Pod. That's Politics101Pod, P O D. And if you want to email us any topics you'd like to see us cover, whether it be women in politics. Um, history of any political party we can dive in deep to anyone if you want to know more anything you want anything you want you can email us politics101pod at gmail.com so um, I think it's time to sign off leave the house